Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting, Nick, Stephen. How you doing? It's a cup of COVID. I'm just reading a nature issue from the 9th of April 2020. Anything good in it? And the cover thing is about engineered enzymes for recycling plastics. I used to get a, a print copy of Nature and Science, and I stopped it because um, I found it, it. It was really hard to get it on the website. It was difficult, and it annoyed me. So, so therefore, I stopped it. I'm going to say something controversial. What? I think Nature as a magazine is quite crap. <laughs> I think I think that Science does it much better. This the level, the standard of journalism in Science is superior. I think, and Nature is very um, establishment really establishment there's not enough dissenting views in it all right you don't, you don't like <laughs> you don't like the man do you you feel like the truth should win don't like i generally don't like the man and societies and clubs and things like that despite the fact that i'm in in a couple but um yeah, yeah um I, I think science is just a better journal it's just got a better standard of journalism it's a little bit more i wouldn't say um you know, I wouldn't say tabloid light, but I definitely say it takes a more critical view. Nature is just—it's so staid and. Um, I, I I know what you mean. They the, when um was it Neil Maddox who was the um, chief editor of Nature for a long time? Richard Maddox was it? It was Richard Maddox. Sorry, um he um he he famously said that he expected seventy percent, sorry, fifty percent of everything published in Nature to be incorrect. Like, and he's not saying he wants to publish rubbish, but what he's saying is he wanted to publish something that's, you know, such on the edge of human yeah. understanding that it will be disproven in the future. Um, uh, John Maddox, actually, he wants, by the way. John, John Maddox. So not Neil. Not Neil, not Richard. <laughs> not Richard, John. John. <laughs> God, we're so, we're so knowledgeable, aren't we? Anyway, um, the, reason I, the reason I picked up was because I was, I've been, I'm trying to go into work once a week just to, um, well, to get face. a few odds and ends done. Not necessarily just to show my face, have a couple of socially distanced face-to-face meetings, which I find much more productive and also um, to sort of keep an eye on things. But um, there's there's just people, obviously professors who've not been in since April, and the pigeonholes are jam-packed full of magazines. So you know what I do, Steve? I just pilfer. Just rob them. Just rob them. I pilfer. I pilfer them. Just think, well, this is a waste of paper. Uh, I'm going to steal these nature mags. I shouldn't uh, say this publicly. I'm sure they won't mind. Yeah, they can I'm have them back <laughs> once you finish reading them. I've got. I've yeah. also got a Nature's Biotechnology and a Nature Methods. Ah, is it my? Is, when's When's the Nature Methods from? It might have my paper in it. July. Ah, what a bobby in mine. Anyway, wanted to talk to you about a a, a, a um uh some science that's been done by by a colleague of mine um in Oxford. Um, and so he's, um, uh, there's a press release, I found this through a press release. And so Oxford uh, press released a, um, uh, a study that, that's in preprint from um, <clears throat> uh, Achilles Kapanidis' group, who's a, who's a um, physicist, biophysicist who works in Oxford, who's been working on a way to use uh, single molecule microscopy, which is the type of things we use in our lab, to be able to, to do rapid um, COVID detection. Um, right. And uh, the, I mean, it's quite interesting how how it works. Um, uh, essentially, what they do is they take a, they take something that binds to uh, COVID, 
and they take something that binds to viruses in general, a fluorescent molecule, and then they take two pictures of them and they look for if those two pictures coincide. And if they do, um, they can uh, establish that, uh, that that person has COVID. And it's much faster than the PCR method that we've uh, spoken about before, although it's kind of unproven as yet, this is a new idea. Um, and you know, it's a really interesting paper. Um, it's a really you know good study that you know Achilles and his lab are fan absolutely fantastic through science of absolutely the highest caliber. But what annoyed me about it, Nick, is that the University of Oxford is press releasing a preprint, and that, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Right? You know, they just like they so they just you know so they wrote a big uh, press release saying Oxford scientists develop extremely rapid diagnostics tests for COVID nineteen. You know, and it's uh, and it's just a, so it's in the in the medical 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 archive. Um, but like, um, I just, what do you think about it? How do you feel about it? So, so, you know, obviously preprints haven't been through peer review. It's just an idea. It's been written up. It's been submitted to a journal, I presume, and we're currently going through peer review, but they've, they're also, you know, up online for people to read, um, before that, 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 before the, the article's been through peer review. And I just, I feel like it feels a bit, a bit, I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I'm not sure how I feel about it. What do you think? I agree. I think there's um, it's a difficult one. I mean, we talked on a recent podcast about the React study, so yeah. the the sort of big UK study to to calculate the the level of prevalence, and that's always press released by Imperial. They've got a specialist website for it. It's always reported straight away on the BBC. It's always a preprint, and it's not been peer reviewed. Yeah, it makes the national news. So I don't know. It's a difficult it's one, isn't it? For for. It yeah, sends a dangerous precedent that you know you don't have to get anyone to check it, and then your institutions, you know, and if the BBC, I mean, so if you're the average person on the street, right, you you don't you don't really necessarily understand this idea of preprints and peer reviews and publications and all these things that we complain about on a day to day basis. You just read the BBC website or the Guardian or the Telegraph or whatever it is, and they say, oh, we've got a new Oxford University's developed a new. Now it may be, I, I sincerely doubt it, right. But it may be that there's a major flaw in this work from Achilles' group. I extreme, I doubt it. He's fantastic, but but just the principle of it, you know, because that the principle of just saying, you know, anyone can say anything and press release it, and then uh, and then might get picked up by by mainstream news sources. I think it's dangerous, it, even though if the intentions are good, you know, for for instance, the React One study that you're suggesting. I don't think there's nothing nefarious associated with that. They're not it's trying to point. trick I mean, people. Yeah, I mean another. It's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Another example would be, you know, a, a clinical trial, which is, you know, and there's a PLC, a company, a public um, company involved, and they have the results in the trial. And before that, that that's been peer reviewed. That is, you know, they put out um, a news story. They have to release the news because it's market, you know, it's market information. So. Mm. That that's done in a sort of a, a technical way, and that's always been done. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky. I, th I think it just has to be the 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 university has to be very careful in explaining to the press that this is a preprint only, and this paper has not been peer reviewed. I also think a lot of the time peer review is not necessarily that good anyway, and really, it's kind of like you know when the community no, the, com the communities because you can with that type of thing if you were a responsible journalist. You can say, you know, you'll have a network of people and you'll say, can you look at this paper? And then other people will give their views. Right. And other people should be quite careful in how they write what they think of the paper, you know. So um, 
that's kind of, that's kind of another form of, sort of informal peer review isn't it you know you have this article released and then such and such another university says well these data are preliminary remember they haven't been peer reviewed um do you know what i mean i mean yeah, that's I know, when... but, but, I, but i think people aren't people aren't making people could be making very important decisions based upon the outcomes of these things say for the sake of argument boris reads this and goes this is brilliant it's 10 times faster than pcr we, we're going to move exclusively to this do it tomorrow i mean i don't think he would do that but you know it's completely unproven people for electing the conservative party for electing a buffoon <laughs> as the, the leader of a party so, so i don't think so even boris johnson example. would do that i think uh, that well, people no, okay, i mean with trump that with might drug, happen but with, with a drug trial then you know certainly something like that you know if, if a drug was shown to be to have efficacy and then was suddenly pulled uh you know and suddenly started being rolled out to people we spoke about hydroxychloroquine and another another um uh, uh drugs that were being tried um ibuprofen and other things like that um that would clearly be that's that's dangerous right that you know you people could die because of those decisions because you weren't weren't made under you know I th and i think particularly for large for important papers that they're peer-reviewed by you know some of the world's experts right you know if you're you know, in, and i think it still does have value and it's also the process by which we trust science and i agree there's a second level that sometimes people things do get peer review. We've spoken about a paper that's retracted before, which is clearly, you know, not necessarily as rigorous as, as it should be. And in those cases, you know, the community might adjust, but I see that as a second second barrier, some more body armor against, the against the, you know, crack, crackpot science getting through. But I think peer review clearly has a place. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure by the 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 this, you know the idea about the drugs because with with things like use of drugs, they have to be approved by regulators, and that's much yeah. more stringent than any peer review that you're going to have. So, mm, so that's kind point. of like a non. Um, I guess it's if people popping things because you always get these stories in the Daily Mail, don't you? About you know if you eat twenty vitamin C tablets, you'll never get cancer, and you know mm. it's it's that's sort of nonsense. But um, or inject yourself with bleach. That's another a good example, but. <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm a, I'm a bit. Um, I think peer review is is a is a bit of an old fashioned thing, which works, you know, not always at best. It probably improves the quality of the science, absolutely. Um, but but don't, don't you feel like your papers have got better personally through through going through peer review? I do. Yeah, yeah, but getting incrementally better is is not a reason to withhold news for three months when it may be something of importance to you know an emerging disease. Oh, you big iconoclast! Just smash down the establishment, man! There's, there's a new world, man. <laughs> <laughs>